Hey there, I'm Victoria, a certified Christian life coach, author, motivational speaker, and university educator, and I am obsessed with helping you navigate through life's ups and downs so that you can live day by day in God's peace despite the many external demands on your time and energy. The Choose to Think Inspirational podcast is about the delicate dance between God transforming you from the inside out and your personal responsibility for change, maturity, and refinement as a Christ follower. On the show, I'll help you connect the between your faith and your life in practical, meaningful ways while giving God room to do what only He can do and so that you can shine your light for Christ and be better equipped to serve your family and help others around you. You can change every area of your life one thought at a time. Welcome back to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast Brain Changer. Let's dive in. Training yourself to praise the Lord can be exceptionally difficult when you are depressed, anxious, or feeling overwhelmed. It's like your mind is so consumed by your situation that you cannot see past all the gazillion hurdles that are looming ahead in your way. So you take the path of least resistance with your thoughts. We all do that sometimes. You repeat those same negative and toxic thoughts that actually may have gotten you where you are now in the first place. Thoughts like, I can't do my life. I'm always alone. I'm so tired of all of this. I'll never get ahead. Whatever I try to do, it always fails. Nobody understands me. Even my best efforts amount to nothing. I just I just wish I had someone to help me. If only they knew what I have done. I can't believe I'm now in this place. Okay, so you get the picture. But seriously... Is there something going on in your life right now that is kicking your hiney? As we say in Kentucky, that's kicking your hiney. What is draining a lot of your emotional energy these days? Where are your thoughts camping out? I know what it's like to really be down in the dumps, gloomy, but there was a day that God kindled a new thought in my heart, thanks to a dear and wise mentor. And this was what it was. It was If my thoughts led me into darkness, it could be my thoughts that would lead me out. Let me repeat that. If your thoughts have led you into darkness or despair or distress, then your thoughts can also lead you into the light of God's love, his freedom, his joy, and peace. Sound impossible? Nope. It's actual brain science and it's called neuroplasticity, which means your brain is moldable. With your thoughts, you can actually change the chemical composition, the shape and the functioning of your brain. And this is the best news ever, because if your thoughts get you into trouble, they can certainly get you out. And what does praising the Lord have to do with all this? Quite frankly, everything. And that's what we're going to chat about on the show today with the backdrop of Psalm 48. You'll walk away feeling equipped to face those trying situations with renewed hope and determination. Praising God is your secret weapon. Let me show you why. And thank you for pressing play on another episode of the Choose to Think Inspirational podcast. I am delighted that you are here. Okay, let's get to it. Once you get your thoughts under control, your new ammo is praising God through your thoughts and your words and any verbal expressions. It's the great switchback as you journey on the path of life. Bad 
things happen, but your response to them may be the difference between life or death. And the battlefield is your mind. And let me be the first to say that bad things happen. We know that. You know you will face trials and tribulations on this earth. Indeed, it's your suffering that produces perseverance. As stated in Romans 5, 3 through 5, quote, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us, end quote. But even if you accept that suffering is somehow good for you, you must make a concerted effort to focus on God instead of on your horrible plot. Teeny side note here, I am not talking about grief in this case, as that is a type of suffering all its own. I'm really talking about other issues from the mundane everyday mishaps like losing your car keys or tripping and falling on ice to even more serious ones like losing your job or being involved in a terrible car accident or even having a spouse walk out on you. You know, the biggies, the littles and the biggies, but not grief. From daily pressures and afflictions to oppression, anguish, distress, troubles, and real burdens that you may feel, your suffering leads you to hope. When you have hope, you can praise the Lord. When you shift your thoughts from your personal anguish to the anguish experienced by your Savior on a cruel cross, you'll find a new way to do life all right. Think about that. Think about putting your focus on Jesus on the cross and what he went through for you, all the stuff he went through, his own suffering, his trials, the tribulation, the hardship, even unto death. Now that's something that would melt your heart and cause you to love him even more. You're, you're shifting your focus essentially because you know that whatever you focus on grows. The Bible tells you to fix your eyes on Jesus and to steady your mind on things above. You know, recently in Kentucky, we experienced massive power outages due to a terrific windstorm with gusts of hurricane force. My husband, Jim, and I did not lose electricity, but several of our family members did. So our home became a hub of activity for device charging, showers, meals, and even an overnight stay as the temperatures in, are still pretty chilly overnight. I watched my five-year-old granddaughter not give way to complaining or self-focus during this family hardship and temporary displacement. She came down the stairs early one morning and walked into the kitchen greeting me. I was making my coffee or something. And with her little teeny small sweet voice, she said, good morning. She jumped up on a chair at the table and declared, it's a beautiful morning. I've noticed that she is a little expert at doing mental switchbacks. As she and her dad went back to their house, which was about a 40-minute drive away from ours, and they went later that day to gather a gazillion items for their overnight stay, in the rush, they had actually forgotten what she calls her snuggle buddy, which is a stuffed critter that she sleeps with. But instead of having a meltdown or throwing a tantrum, begging her papa to drive back to their house to get her snuggle buddy, she concluded, well, at least you have some stuffed animals I can use, Nana. Something along those lines. I didn't have her favorite breakfast item on hand. Here's another example. Her, what you think, what is her br favorite breakfast item? Well, it's called something called Bobo Oat Bites. 
Bobo, B-O-B-O, Bobo Oat Bites. She loves the chocolate chip ones. And just for fun, I put the Amazon link for these vegan bites in the show notes. They they look like, they're kind of like healthy or something. Apparently, these oat bites are about all she eats each morning. But instead of complaining that I didn't have those Bobo Oat Bites or whining about having not having them, she delighted that I offered her waffles instead. She's training her little brain early on to find a way to be grateful instead of self-focused and negative. And you can do the same thing, except you can take it further by praising God in any trying circumstance you may face. You can speak words of gratitude and thanksgiving to God over your scenario and what he may be teaching you as a result. You can feel comforted knowing that your suffering develops your perseverance muscle and your perseverance is strengthening your very character. And this character refinement leads to everlasting hope. In Psalm 48, the sons of Korah write, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. And I I love that where it says most worthy of praise. So you may be praising all kinds of things. You may have positive thinking. You may be so thankful at so many things, but this says that the Lord is most worthy of praise. And then later, the sons of Korah, the ones who wrote this Psalm, they say, within your temple, O God, we meditate on your unfailing love. Further, they speak of the hope that you too can have. And they sing, for this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to the end. Talk about hope. Isn't that a wonderful takeaway on this psalm? To think that you have God inside you, his Holy Spirit to comfort you and guide you, God's love to bless you and redeem you. And this is the kind of good news that ought to take your breath away. Yet too often, we hear our sisters in Christ regretful and ashamed as their thoughts are trapped in their past. They're full of complaints about their current lot in life as their thoughts are on themselves, or they're fearful, anxious, and worried as their thoughts are set on their future. Their thoughts are uncomfortably stuck in miry clay, and they see no way out. Peace and joy elude them. And let me tell you, I'm the first to say, I've been there, been there, done that. And I'm sure you have too. You know, there was a time in my life when I could not see past my own nose. My thoughts were consumed with negativity, pessimism, complaint, gloominess, bitterness, self-pity, and self-focus. I thought my way into quite the depression that left me flatlined and a bit lifeless. Somehow, I had forgotten that I had God. And truly, what else really matters? I also neglected to take care of my body during that time. You know, I'm God's holy temple, right? I even treated my body with contempt by not moving, not exercising much, not getting fresh air, not eating whole foods and drinking ample water. Look, I love how Charles Spurgeon unpacks a portion of Psalm 48. And he says this quote, holy men are thoughtful men. They do not suffer God's wonders to pass before their eyes and melt into forgetfulness, but they meditate deeply upon them. Of thy loving kindness, O God, what a delightful subject. Devout minds never tire of so divine a theme. It is well to think of past loving kindness in times of trial and 
equally profitable to remember it in seasons of prosperity. Grateful memories sweeten sorrows and sober joys. Talking about the temple of God, he says that this is, quote, a fit place for so devout a meditation where God is most seen, he is best loved. Memories of mercy should be associated with continuance of praise. Hard by the table of showbread commemorating his bounty should stand the altar of incense denoting our praise. And do you see what he's saying here in part? He encourages you to be on the lookout for God. Where you see him, you'll most love him. Focusing on God matters. Where you see God, you will most love him. It is easy to praise the person you love. God's very presence in your life, well, that's grounds for praise. Meditating on God's love is a form of praise that beckons your soul to sing and be filled with hope. In Psalm 48, the sons of Korah speak of the majesty of Jerusalem, God's holy city. They tell of how God is the fortress and security for Jerusalem, and he's that for you too. The city is described by her ramparts, towers, and citadels. The temples mentioned and how the people meditate there on God's unfailing love. Although this psalm is not ascribed to a particular event in Jewish history, per se, you'll hear about enemy kings fleeing when they saw the holy city. As you listen to this psalm, think about your own situation right now, something that is hard for you in your life, and then think about what thoughts you're focusing on most regarding that particular scenario, and how can you shift those thoughts to praising God instead. And it might go something like this, written like some little mini prayers, or maybe a mini dialogue that you'll have with the Lord. It goes like this, Lord, I lost my car keys, but I'm so grateful I have a car in the first place. Help me to slow down, take a deep breath, and discover ways to rejoice in this day. Oh yeah, and help me find those keys, please. (laughs) Okay, how about this? Father, I will not be afraid, though I have lost my job. I know that you are taking good care of me and my family, and I praise you for your steady hand of provision throughout all these years. You will open the next door for me as I commit my way to you. I trust you, Lord. Or how about this? I praise you, Lord, that I have survived this horrible automobile crash. Lord, the car is just a car. Help me to remember that your presence is my refuge and my fortress. I can run into you and your name as my strong tower. And finally, here's another example. Lord, I don't like how my friend has turned on me. Help me to remember that your friends also turned on you, betraying you and abandoning you, Jesus. Help me to remember that my suffering has purpose too. Teach me to persevere and keep my eyes fixed on you. You are the anchor of my hope. And now let's listen to Psalm 48. Psalm 48, the NIV version. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise in the city of our God, his holy mountain. Beautiful in its loftiness, the joy of the whole earth, like the heights of Zaphon, is Mount Zion, the city of the great king. God is in her citadels. He has shown himself to be her fortress. When the kings joined forces, when they advanced together, they saw her and were astounded. They fled in terror. 
trembling seized them there, pain like that of a woman in labor. You destroyed them like ships of Tarshish, shattered by an east wind. As we have heard, so we have seen in the city of the Lord Almighty, in the city of our God, God makes her secure forever. Within your temple, O God, we meditate on your unfailing love. Like your name, O God, your praise reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with righteousness. Mount Zion rejoices. The villages of Judah are glad because of your judgments. Walk about Zion. Go around her. Count her towers. Consider well her ramparts. View her citadels, that you may tell of them to the next generation. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to the end. And this is the word of the Lord. What are you learning about yourself? What did you learn about Psalm 48? At least one takeaway is that in your life, you can choose to think thoughts that are centered around God. Do you now see how praising God and focusing more on Him than anything else is the very best way to live your best thought life and help you find that joy, peace, and calm that you may be lacking these days? Praising God really is your secret weapon to help you navigate through some really tough times. Go ahead, raise your hands to heaven and thank God for all he has done, for all he is doing, and for all he will continue to do in your life. Allow his spirit to comfort and guide you even at this very moment. Try it. And will you please let me know how it's going with you? I'd love to hear from you. Drop me a note at choose to think at gmail.com. If you need prayer, just say the word. I'm ready to write you a prayer or record one for you. If you want a bit of encouragement, I'm here for you. I love you so much and your time is precious. I, I could not thank you enough for pressing play on another episode of the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast. Together, you and I will choose to think for God's glory. Amen on that. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. And listen, if you like what you hear, would you leave us a one to two sentence review at Apple Podcasts, share the link with a friend, or tag me on your share on social media? It would mean the world to me and would help us to keep shining the light of Christ and sharing the good news to others who are in need of encouragement. Please visit us on our website at choosetothink.co. That's with the number two, choosetothink.co, to get on our monthly newsletter list. And if you need a guest speaker for your next women's retreat or church event, I'm your gal. Email me at choose to think at gmail.com. And that's with the number two, choose to think at gmail.com. Finally, I offer limited free mentoring sessions each month where you and I can chat to help you develop a strategy for your thoughts in any area of your life. I'm a certified life coach and I have something to share. Visit choose to think.co and click on mentoring for more details. Also, keep in mind that the messages on this show are for informational and educational purposes only. Please consult your medical doctor for all medical issues. Thank you again for tuning in. God bless you.